welcome back to Ali Connects podcast. And today I have my very special guest. Nah, he's not that special, but I mean, we'll just we'll just make him feel special for today. I mean, you don't take that way. My boo thing. Hey, boo thing. Hello. How are you? I'm okay. I'm just chilling. You know. Okay, nice. Enjoying life next We're- to my boo thing. Well, today I have you on my podcast so that we can talk a little bit about feelings. Um, I just wanted to get a bit of a general perspective on the differences between male and female females when it comes to expressing emotions. Mm-hmm. And you are the only candidate that is relatively available to me or readily ab- available to me. Mm-hmm. So, so I wasn't first choice because of me being first choice. Like I said, you're not really that special. You see? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm joking. I'm a joking. You hurt my feelings. I'm sorry. Okay, no, I'm kidding. But uh, yes, you are a very outspoken person and I love having conversations with you. So I thought it would be only fitting to have you as a guest on this little podcast episode. Again? Again, yes, and more to come, obviously, but Mm -hmm. I'm going to drag you into it. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready when you're ready. Okay, so as I said, the topic of this conversation is going to be just generally our opinions on the differences between males and females. And a little bit of facts. A little bit of facts. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit of facts um, about uh, the expression of emotions and feelings uh, the differences between the two genders. Uh, we had a bunch of these conversations in the past week, I think, mm-hmm. right? Where we talked about how women express emotions differently than men. So I want to ask you, do you feel like men and women express emotions differently? 100%. Why? Because it's all to do with like testosterone, uh, testosterone levels, um all kind of extra jazz um but definitely and the way our brain is wired it's it's not completely different but in terms of emotion and expression it's it's wired differently to mark to make that balance right so yeah of course we do some depends on the emotion too like you realize that uh most women they have uh more they're very more high frequency when it comes to like love or anger or anything to be honest like they're just more high frequency in terms of in, in case of men men are uh, well i guess it depends on the emotion too right for example you would say love is more of a feminine emotion whereas anger is more of a masculine emotion but then because in terms of like the violence men cause over the period of time, period of time you would see like you know okay yeah this is a more masculine trait because they use that as a more as a fuel to like start wars and so on and women are more sick come like try to not make it happen on a general sense, right? Obviously, they have obvious nuances and like individual like people working within the scope. But on a general scale, scale, yes, I do. We do think I do think that uh, men and women express uh, emotions differently in that sense. Yes. Yeah, because if you look at the patterns in history as well, um, uh, history repeats itself. But uh, most of the time, women were the more. Uh, caring nurturing ones whereas mm-hmm. men were the more like providers and like the the one who would protect the family and it's interesting because that's kind of how we we inhibit different personality traits as well mm-hmm. like i feel like 
a part of our DNA as women, I'm just speaking for women in general, and not all women across the board because everybody's different, obviously. But like for the majority, women are wired in a certain sense to nurture and care for and provide for. And oftentimes I feel like women put themselves last okay. in order to create a lasting bond with whoever they're they're experiencing relationships with. And oftentimes, more than not, because that is the case, the woman then sometimes feels neglected mm-hmm. because she's putting herself last and everyone else is being put first. But then the reciprocation is not being happened. Okay. It's not being made, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, sometimes I feel like women use that as a fuel to to express emotions differently, to get more in tune with who they are mm-hmm. simply because of that cir- circumstance. Okay. I don't know if that makes sense. You know what I'm trying to say? I, 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 I kind of like piecing together the puzzles here. Um, it makes sense. I, yeah. I could see where the, the line could get drawn in the terms of like putting yourself last and stuff. Because I mean, yeah, you know, like especially as a mom, for example, let's say you grew up in a single parent household like me, I did. Um, my mother had to put herself last to raise me. Cause I had to go to school, had things that I had to do, you know. Yeah. And as a child, you don't really think about those kind of stuff, you know. You just think about it as well. Mommy just doing what mommy doing, you know. Like you're not really like thinking about it as wow, well, mommy really making sacrifices for me. Even though she would say it sometimes, but even, you sometimes don't really think about it. Like, hardly of the time, all you're doing is being a child and you're growing up, right? So you're not really looking at it like that. Whereas as you get older, you would say, ah, you know, mommy really kind of went out there. And to be honest, up to this day, your mom, if you have a good mom, she would still do the same for you because that's just how a good mom works, right? A good woman would do the same for you regardless of how old you is, as long as she could do it. So in that sense, yeah, of course, I do believe that it is true what you're saying to that aspect. In the terms of like intellectualism, I mean, you know, like women are so... I, I don't know the facts and I don't I don't want to say things that are, uh, that aren't true. But you're just looking at it on a general but, level. Yeah, right? you know, like in my opinion, I feel like women are way more... Uh, like you said, high frequency, high high frequent, high frequency, high frequent, <laughs> high frequency. Um, in terms of like spirituality, in terms of like on a spiritual level, you know, their their ability to care and nurture is way more advanced than typical that, male. You know, that's yeah, because like males, what they do, like I want to speak like I I used to have this conversation. I was having this conversation with my cousin another time. And we were talking about it, like, back in the days, men never used to have time to sit down, you know? Men were always out there doing something, like, they was either hunting or building something or doing something productive for the betterment of society. So men never really had the chance to be there and just, like, sit and do what, like, the women got time to do. You know, women had a little bit more time in their hands, although they, they were doing things, they were taking care of the kids. They're the, in the, the traditional sense, women are gatherers and men, men are hunters. So men really had that time, you know, like they would sit down, maybe have like a quick little conversation with the fed, the partners, and then they've gone back again. And women had a little bit more time to do things a little bit more at their own pace. And But do you feel like in modern day society, do you feel like that's still the same case? Or do you feel like we we have evolved as genders to be able to get more in tune with our spirituality? Okay, so let me split that. So in today's society, I do believe that men have way more time on their hands than they did before, than we did before, because as a man, I have to speak for myself, right? 
we do have a lot more time on our hands. For example, you have more time to play video games, you have more time to do this, you have more time to do that. And it all depends on what kind of guy you are, right? So it depends on what you're doing in your life. Because let's say you're a guy who's trying to start a business, then therefore you don't have time to play, usually. You have to worry about your business. If you're a guy who are who who is um trying to, you know, become a professional athlete, you have to train. You don't have time to play and sit on, you can't eat junk food, you, you know, all those kind of stuff. Like so in a specific in a general sense, we do have more time on our hands, but if you take it and you personalize it for each individual man, then it all depends, right? And the same thing goes for women. Like for example, um right now a woman could choose to start her own business. Nobody gonna tell her no. Yeah, that's true. There's so much more leeway and opportunity for women in today's society than way back in the day. I know. Which like, is very empowering actually. And I think that contributes a lot to the 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 empowerment of and the movement of feminism. Okay. You know? And I feel like some most of the time emotions are much are connected to emotions are connected to the ability to do something. You know, so for example, women have a lot more opportunity to create businesses, to create this, to create that. But in order to do those things, it stems from having certain emotions. You know what I mean? So for example, the emotion of of desire or the emotion of of responsibility and, and faith. You know, you need those emotions in order to continue to do things in, in the physical world. Right, you know what right, I mean? right, right, right. So right. I, it doesn't mean that... that men aren't you know both genders are capable of achieving great things in the physical world but like obviously those physicalities stem from something within so for example let me say like in a business sense like if you look at it like this right let's say a man and a woman they work on the they work in his corporation don't know what a corporation is don't care they work in a corporation and the woman and the man have a family they're both under the same social construct of they have a family they both provide in right um usually what ends up happening is that with that desire now if you're a woman you're more wanting to go with your kids that is just natural that is an innate biological thing like women just want to be around your kids especially if it's a, a, a small kid you want to be around your kid you want to see how the kid is doing making sure right. that okay okay that is emotional well-being for the kid as well exactly right so that's normal whereas a man if you're a guy, your main source, your number one priority is making sure that you do your job so that you can get money to provide for said family. Mm-hmm. So therefore, your number one priority is not looking after the child while it is still looking after the child in the sense of, I have to make this money so I could make sure this kid and my wife yeah. have the necessary means to get by in life, right? Yeah, yeah. So your number one priority Makes your number two priority your number one priority. Yeah. I don't know if you make if you catch in yeah, the scene. Yeah, yeah. I get you. So like so therefore you would be more inclined to stay at work longer. Whereas a woman should be like, buy one goes to making sure my child good, you know. I gotta go home, making sure I can even get like five minutes off early to beat the traffic to go home quick, make sure my kid have food on the table. Whereas a man, you don't really look at it like that. You look at it as yo, I gotta make sure I got money so I could give to my wife so that she could go to the store yeah. and she could buy this food so we could have food for the month. Yeah. kind of seeing and make sure the bill's paid make sure you know that's how it is in the, the minds usually in the minds of men and women that's what we prioritize more in a general sense yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that because that's how the balance flows right yeah. one got a one hand do this and the other hand do that that's how we take two hands to clap yeah. and people I think in nowadays society they try to make it look as as if 
the role of what sh- which the women is the woman is playing is a weak role, whereas the nurturing role is so. Oh, why women can only be nurturers? Like, where's what's wrong with being a nurturer? Where is the negative aspect in that? Like, there is nothing wrong with a woman, especially like in the media right now. You could see a lot of that being a housewife stigma thing is so bad. Like, for example, if a woman chooses to be a housewife, why would you want to stay home? Yeah. It's the same with like pregnancy as well. In pregnancy at a young age, a lot of people look down upon it. Like, oh, you have, you have the opportunity to to build a professional career and stuff. But yeah, women can do as whatever they want. As with men, you know, a lot of men choose to be stay-at-home dads. Nothing wrong with that. It's it's about having a family dynamic that works for you. You know, like for example, if you have two or three parent households, five parent households, whatever the the number. You have a two parent household, for example, and both parents choose to do the exact same thing. There will never be an equilibrium. You know, there one parent needs to take the sacrifices in one aspect of the world and the other has to do the other aspect in order to create a functional balance. balance within a family or with anything, actually, with work, with yeah raising kids with uh, creating things with manifesting things whatever whatever there still is a balance but back to the original question though like in terms of emotions for you do you feel like men are more i don't want to say shamed but yeah do you think men are shamed for showing emotions um or let's say there's a stay-at-home dad do you think uh, because he chooses to be a stay-at-home dad, he would be shamed for choosing that type of lifestyle a- and with emotions and stuff like that. Okay, so I could split that into two. For example, it depends on who he's with as friends. Like, let's say his social group is a, a well, like, you know, understanding. Um, the social group is... His friend group, for example, is very understanding, aware of what's going on. Then, no, he wouldn't be shamed. But... In society, society-wise, usually they would have shame. They would be shamers. A lot of the times, it would be guys and w- men and women. A lot of the time, they would be men and women because I mean that's what we grew up with, right? Like, let me put it this way: like it would be more often not. It, like usually, most of the times, it wouldn't even be the guys that shaming the, the the man, right? It would be the women that shaming the man because you'd be like, oh, why well, you gotta have the woman working for? And you see that a lot in the media. And I don't really like to bring up media too much, but it is what it is because that's what you see more on a daily basis. And I mean media, I don't just mean TV. I mean Twitter, yeah, no, social media, Facebook, anything. and all that stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. So you see that kind of stuff and it's just like, okay, but you say you want that equal treatment. No, it's, it's being given to you that you have this equal treatment where the man can stay home now and look after the kids while you pursue a career. But then you turn back around and you spin it and you're going to say, why the man have to stay home while she work hard? But usually it isn't the woman who is working that's creating this type of stigma, you understand? No, I know, but it's, exactly, it's, not, it's usually not the working woman. It's the women who are just, who like, a lot of the time it's those bitter ones. You understand? But it's the same for men as well. Like, a yeah, lot of, a but lot of... if, if you were to split the role around, it would be the exact same thing. Like, it would be the bitter men. Whereas in the sense, in the case of this one, it would be the bitter women. You understand? Like, they would be like, oh, 
you could be taught you all two could be totally happy yeah like y'all love this lifestyle like the man say yo i don't mind being a stay-at-home dad i love taking care of my kids you know because maybe the woman is a little bit more butch than the guy and the guy's a little bit more feminine he's more into that kind of stuff like you know staying home because masculine and feminine energy isn't just um set to each gender no it's we we all have both masculine and feminine energy Mm -hmm. and some women just have more more of it than one and you know that's just how it goes you know like so in the society yes i think they would be shamed in that sense yeah i feel the same way as well like even there's shame when it comes to like both parties um there's shame for example if if men choose to do certain things if women choose to do certain things it's it's really a society thing but the real the real problem is like we can sit here and we can say yeah society this society that but at the end of the day who makes up society we do you know right like it's us as people who create these constructs and create these social stigmas based on that's right each emotion or or whatever you choose to express i feel i feel that when i when it comes to society everything begins at home people like to put the blame on government and stuff like that but i ultimately feel that everything that is being put out into society begins at home let's just say hypothetically everyone in society grew up in a two-parent household everybody saw how a man and a woman was supposed to get along in a relationship everybody their mom and their dad taught them the values of you go there you work for your own you do this you do that and everybody living in specific circumstances hard tough easy going so you know like we still have the rich poor dynamic aspect but you grow up in a society where everybody knows everybody's got their own certain uh, lifestyle and everybody you can't don't judge people and if you if everybody was to grow up in that same dynamic then we wouldn't have such a problem but then given in the world that we live in we know it's not perfect right we don't we will it's like asking for a utopia which a lot of people think is going to happen with what will never happen because it's just not reality you understand we live in a world that have so many different cultures um so many different religions and so many different beliefs so with all of that mixed into one melting pot and then so much of the multicultural aspect of society coming into play you have so much confusion as to as you don't know where you want to go as a society therefore you have all these different ideas attacking each other all at once whereas back in the days for example if you look in the middle east you don't have to agree with the culture but they have a set type of lifestyle and it just go in this is why they produce so much this is why they reproduce so much because they have all one set plan whereas in our society in the west we don't have a set plan we don't know where we want to go we claim so many different things you know as men and women we claim so many different things and all we do at the end of the day is end up attacking each other yeah but that's the thing. Why Why should there be one set way, you know? Like, be- beca- people shouldn't be bound to follow one path. No, okay. So, this is where, I, this is where the, the, the thing comes in. So, for example, if you know as a society, as a collective place, this is the, the main way we do things. But we accept other people for who they are. Yes. But people have the people who are different has to respect what we do as a collective. How, how what our main goal is? Our main goal is to be prosperous, make sure our kids have a good place to grow up, make sure that our society is productive, and everyone gets to live a decent life. 
Yeah, but you see, that's where the that's the co- that's the values that you should have in a society. Yeah, but precisely those values are then tied to certain emotions as well. So you, for example, now let's say hypothetically you grew up in a certain a certain society or whatever you choose to grow up in um, that is a certain way that's set a certain way, but you know that you're you're you want to lead a different life, right? The emotions then that that you're faced with because of neglect because of shame because of guilt that you're not following on a certain path that affects you as an as an individual and that carries on through lineage through generational lineage that that then becomes instilled in your dna it's the same with trauma it's the same with with um ancestral cycles you know like for example with slavery and stuff like that like a lot of these uh, pressures and these negative emotions that you face, it impacts the way your brain functions. And you carry that on when you're, whenever you reproduce. Like the, the, the child that comes after you, that you produce, then is wired in a certain way. It, they function in a certain way. And so eventually... Well, not in, automatically. No. Not automatically, but most times because then this, this child is being raised by you who yeah, have a certain sense. type of belief. Yeah, and then yeah. it, it's easier to acquire that certain mentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because right? you know, if you see mommy and daddy live in one way, or exactly. So for precisely, and then like you said earlier, it starts at home. Most of the time, a lot of these homes are not stable. <laughs> uh, so there is a certain path that we can follow. There is a certain way we have to go. But if you don't have like the 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 certain um, structure, f- yes, functional structure in order to follow that certain path, you're really not not gonna get anywhere. And I think that's a lot of what happens no in in modern society a lot of people are so i'm sorry to say but so fucked up in the head that they have no idea where to go what to do because they don't know how to control emotions like a lot of people <laughs> me for example i do i make a lot of the decisions or a lot of the the things that i do in my life are really based on my emotions i mean big decisions sometimes that i make are based on my emotions the promotion i got at work was solely based off my emotion i didn't have any facts to work with i did it all purely off of my emotions but you see that takes work that takes spiritual work that takes enlightenment that takes healing a lot of people don't know how to do those things and if you don't know how to heal you don't know how to be um in tune with your spirituality you'll never lead a certain life and that's all that's often most often of what happens in modern day society that's why it's such a push and pull with everything like people want to go a certain way but they're so emotionally unstable that they want to go another certain way and it's just like a, a tug of war with everyone in this multinational society yeah i don't know if you agree but i mean I, I understand what part you're saying, especially when you said the emotional thing. Like, for example, like you say, like when you, a lot of people like, for example, me, when I was growing up as a kid, you don't know how to handle emotions. Yeah. You don't, you don't know what to express on how to, well, you know what you're expressing, but you don't know how to express it properly. For example, me, my biggest emotion that I always like to check hundred thousand percent is my anger. Is? My anger. The reason why, when I was growing up in school, um, I have I had a psychology uh, a psychologist who would come and talk to all of us. And I remember one time she would tell me like you know she noticed I would get angry or frustrated when I didn't want to do something or if I didn't 
well, like I didn't get to complete it. And she said, instead of getting angry, find a solution. If or see if you really like it, and if you don't like it, then you stop. But don't like stop and get frustrated with it and give out a tantrum because you can't handle it you know because that's this is why if you look at it in modern way society is why we don't have much productivity in the terms of like young people because all they do is get upset get frustrated and done like i have a cousin you know him and i'm gonna say his name on the on podcast but you can you know whenever something comes to a point where he just can't handle it he quits and he doesn't go further he leave it right there and that's the problem we have instead of being a quit every time you try something new push yourself give yourself more and that's also with emotions as well like in and that's with anger right because anger is like ah, i don't want to do this anymore there's too much for me i done i done i done i done even with like let's say promotions at work you can like you may hit a roadblock oh. and, and you're in the middle of your training and then boom ah, i don't want to do this no more i done i done i done oh, i fed, I fed up with this <laughs> i fed up with this i don't want to do it no more you know you have to push through that glass wall push through it you know what i'm gonna keep it going and that has all to do with controlling your anger as well. And if you can do that, then it becomes a lot easier to deal with your anger as an emotion. Like for me, that, my anger for me is one of, a very important emotion. Like I take that into consideration a lot. Even to when we have arguments, I don't like to cuss because I know the repercussions of cussing during an argument. It's nothing good. Nothing, comes, nothing good will come out your mouth. Even if you don't mean it, even if you just want to say something, nothing good will come out your mouth because all you're going to do is end up hurting another person. So I usually take that as a big thing and just say, I keep my mouth zipped and then I internalize everything. And then I release, but in a constructive way. And then it's up to you as a person on the receiving end to constructively understand what I'm trying to tell you. And instead of being in your emotions, because when men are angry, they're violent, they're mm. destructive. You understand? And that's what I don't want to be. I don't want to be destructive. You know, like I know I have to be, I can be angry. It's okay to be angry. And I do get angry. When I do get angry, I express myself. But I don't want to express myself in a way that I go over the top and destroy whatever relationships I may have. That is where I don't want to cross the line, you understand? So it's not about me saying, oh, I don't want to express anger. But I, say, I don't want to go too far over the edge where I say something and then destroy whatever relationship I have. It's the same with, like, going back to what you mentioned earlier, that it begins at home. I keep going back to this because it is a very important point. It's very true what you said as well. Uh, but the point of it all starts at home, I do notice that there is a difference. Um, I'm not sure of all families, but I see this in my own family as well. And, yeah, most families from who I know. Um, the males in the family get treated with a very soft type um a more loving approach whereas the females are trained and and um forced to be like the the cleaner of the house for example just just a general example there are toys made for females right that are literally like a kitchen set yeah. and you can like uh, clean the dishes yeah. and, and and there's a stove so you can cook food or prepare yeah. for the family and stuff like yeah. that Whereas for toys for boys, for example, are more like, you know, like racing trucks and, and, yeah. and build this with Lego blocks or whatever. Not to say that you can't buy both of these for your kids, but it's like it's catered toward a specific gender. So these obviously instill a certain stereotype on these genders. Yeah, and yeah. from a young age, if you're trained to 
uh, barrier emotions with certain things, when it comes to certain stereotypes of your gender, you yeah. grow up to be a certain way. You grow up to think a certain way. Yeah, yeah. You grow up to believe that you're supposed to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that ties a lot to emotions as well because women are... are Honestly, when I was growing up, I was trained to keep my emotions in ch- like inside. Yeah, that's if not you, good. If you express emotion, it's wrong. But it's not- Whatever you express, it's not valid. Mm-hmm. Whatever, well, this isn't my upbringing, obviously. Not everyone's, but there are a lot of families that function like this. Whatever you express, it's not valid. If you feel something, it, 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 you're, it's lying to you. That teaches females to not trust their intuition. So then when you get into a, a negative scenario, for example, if you get into a sexual, uh, sexual abusive, sexually abusive relationship, uh-huh. you start to believe like, oh, maybe I shouldn't trust my intuition because growing up my whole life, whatever I felt, they told me it was wrong. So maybe what I'm feeling right now is wrong. Yeah. And then you choose to stay in a certain relationship that you know is not healthy for you. You know it's toxic for you. But you, know? you still choose because you don't know no better? Precisely, because your intuition then becomes questionable. You start to question your own self because the people around you that were, were raising you told you that what you felt and what you believe is not true. But isn't that cultural too? Like, depends. Because I know on certain cultures, it's more of like trust, like the elders know better and this one know better than that one. And I know you notice you see that more in cultures more than you see in like gender in in, in like gender. society yeah. and in genders. Because like, let's say you grow up like with my father and my father, because I grew up in a, in a single, I did grow up in a single parent household. And my father would always tell me, you have choices, you know, make the right choices um, in life. Don't, you know, and that was like, th- to this day, that's, that sticks with me, you know, like making choices is like something I take very seriously. And we all slip up in life. Obviously, we human beings, we can't always do perfect uh, by ourselves and by everybody else. But, you know, once you have that in you, it sticks. But like I was saying, like my father teach me, like, yeah, make the right choices um, because, you know, at the end of the day, there will be consequences for your actions. Now, my mom never teach me that. What my mom taught me was, and this is why it's good to have both sides of the coin, right? Because you need to have both sides of the coin. My mom taught me how to clean my mom taught take me up, take care after yourself take up after myself you know how to live with a woman that's what my mom taught me which is good because at the end of the day what the end goal is usually is to live with a woman yeah, yeah. right what my dad taught me is how to work make right decisions um make sure you can learn how to provide for yourself and your family like he is doing he provides for himself and his family so seeing those two different things if you grow up even if you're not in a two-parent household, if you have good parents, it's going to take a little bit more work. But eventually, if you look at them and you compare the two and you see the goods and the bads of each of them, you will say, okay, I kind of know where I got to go from here. But a lot of the times, people who go, most of the time people who have, who have been lost in the sense of they don't know what to do, their emotions are out of whack, is because they don't ever had that balance between their dad and their mom telling them the good and the bad, you know, or that your actions has consequences. A lot of people don't realize that every action has a reaction, you know? Like, if you do something bad to somebody, expect something bad back. If you do something good for somebody, you can expect something good back. Karma. Karma, you know? It works like it's very important. A lot of people don't realize that. I think in, in the sense of the what you were just saying with the don't trust your, your, your emotions and stuff like that, that is more cultural th- than it is based on a gender thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, true. No, that, that's, that's true. Be- I agree with that. Because, especially if you grew up in Samatini, you know, most of you don't see people telling you that. 
Like you know. Yeah, that's true. It is a, is a, it is a very cultural thing. But it, and it that's a toxic thing. Like how you gonna tell somebody, yo, um, don't trust yourself because if you get beat, that's just normal. Like, no, no, but I'm not saying that the person, the, the family member, is saying don't trust yourself. It's just for like general example. Yeah, like yeah. you come home from school one day and and you tell your mom somebody made fun of my shoe, for example, then. The mom would tell you, oh, you know, forget it. They don't matter. Mm-hmm. So basically, in like in essence, you know, it's just an example. I, I don't know how yeah, I would yeah. explain. In essence, um, wh- whatever that person is telling you, just just forget it. Like pretend it doesn't exist. But you need to teach your kids how to deal with these kind of things yeah. instead of oh, forget it. Just you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's no, it's hard to to do that, especially as a, as a as child. A, exactly, as you don't child. know how to compartmentalize those type of emotions. As you get older, you'll be like. I don't need this man. They're like, yeah. you know, like, but as you grow up, I mean, as you're young, your parents need to say, you know, people going to say mean things to you. Deal with it a certain way. You know, like, if you have a problem, it. go to the teacher, make sure you tell your teacher and so on and so on and yeah. you grow up. Find a solution for the way you feel. Remember what I was saying about solutions just now? Exactly that. If you can find a solution, finding solutions is the best way to deal with your emotions. Yeah. And... Yeah. I don't, that is not just a, that's not a man or woman thing. That is just a human thing, you know? All across the board. All across the board. Yeah. I want to say this. I really think that you could see the differences within men and women, how they express their emotions, depending on the household they come from. For example, if you come from a single parent household as a girl, you're most likely to do a lot of reckless things with your bodies, right? You're most likely to go out and then have sex with multiple people. You're most likely to go out and, I don't know, do all kind of random shit whereas a guy These are stereotypes. stereotypes. Okay. Whereas a guy you'd more likely to check in like you know, because you're trying to as a guy you're trying to you want to someone to be that provider, right? Boom, you don't go out there, you're gonna join a gang, you're gonna do some rec- reckless stuff. Because let me tell you something, I grew up in St. Martin, right? And I grew up in places where I see partners who don't have their moms and their dads like their moms and their dads in the same household. And they just do some messed up stuff yeah yeah because they, they haven't learned because it's the, what they see yeah exactly you know they, they don't have a father saying no you know to stern them nobody teaching them how to deal with their emotions or they had a father who was only too stern yeah and never because if you have only sternness you'll be you'll come out a little too rough because that's what you need your mom to kind of smooth you down you know or a, a more soft side of the parents, like a soft side of parents. Yeah, yeah, soft exactly. Parent. A softer, you, but that's, that, that job, usually in a family dynamic, is more relegated to the mom. And nothing wrong with that. It's good, you know? My mom softened me down around the edges when my father teach me the, the tough stuff. But true, the, the, that's true too, but most of the time, a lot of the times actually, it's okay, like I get what you're saying, it's okay for women to be a certain way and men to be a certain way, yes. But it is important for children to see their opposite parent exuding the same, oh, yeah. the different um, mm-hmm. emotion. Yeah, so yeah. you don't want to see your mom only being the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the softy parent no, or no. only being the... You also want to see that she's brave, see mm-hmm. that she's very outspoken, courageous, mm-hmm. hardworking, blah, blah, blah. And you also want to see that your dad is able to, you know, nurture and care and oh, love. Yeah. I mean, for sure. Obviously. Mm-hmm. So it's important to like the balance. have... Yes, you have your mom, you have your dad. They have different uh, uh, things that they express in in a family dynamic. Mm-hmm. But it's important for each parent in the household to also 
reciprocate the opposite I mean, uh, trait. I mean, it depends. You know, it'll always it'll automatically happen. It depends on what kind of um, household you live in, too. You know, like because I don't want to be I don't want to be with a husband who's only stern all the time, and then I'm the I'm the softy all the time or the yeah. sensitive. Like the fuck, that's no fun. You know, you want your husband to be able to be you know romantic or not even romantic, but like. You know, have a sensitive side, and you for you as a, a man, you want your woman to be a little bit tough, so that you're not always having to be the provider. You want to chill and lay back sometimes too. You know. Checking like, okay, so I have a question for you then. What you think would be? Is there something as too emotional for a guy? As a woman, if what would you be, be deemed accept acceptable for you as an emotional guy? Be honest. Too emotional? Yeah. Is I, there, one, is there something as too emotional? And two, what does it look like? Um, yes. Well, I do think there's um, the possibility of being too emotional, especially for men, well, for men and women. Um, no, this one is specifically geared for men. For men alone. Yes, not for women and men. Just yeah, I think, I think uh, it's possible for men to be too emotional. But being the woman that I am, in the in the characteristics that I want in a partner or in the people around me, I like men who are emotional. You know, I I know that there are guys who are like oh tough toughy and and don't feel any emotions because yeah it's a cool thing to do blah blah blah. But I think it depends per per person what you value in other in another person. And for me, I like men who are emotional, but too emotional then it depends because if you're too emotional in a sense where our dynamic in our relationship or friendship or whatever is becoming too toxic and very much so uh controlled and you know like a lot of pressure i feel on the relationship then i think that's too much for me but it depends. Like you can be too emotional in in different emotions. You can be too emotional in an angry way, in a sad way, okay. in a, a melanc melancholic way. So what about melancholic. let's say you have a man, right? Let's say there's a man and he always crying. Everything about everything. It do it could be small. He always crying. Always just what are you crying for? Like, bye today. I went to bed and. Somebody tell me something and I guess, like, you know, but then like, what would, how would you look at that? I honestly, the, the, the spirit, the, the experiences that I've had and the way I used to judge and look at people in the past, I probably would have been like, yo, you need to chill out. You need to like calm your tits and grow some balls. <laughs> honestly, that would be the old me. But the person that I am now knowing what I know now about emotions and how healthy it is to express emotions, I would that would be a very valuable trait for a man. You have to be crying over everything? Not crying over everything because no, no like, nobody cries over everything. No, but as I say like let's say like there's something to cry about like if there is something to cry about, it's a very, very, very healthy way. It is probably the most healthy way to express emotions. And a lot of people take it as a weakness. Crying is the biggest strength. And I'm telling you this because I've done research on it. I am a mental health advocate for that. Crying is the biggest strength. And people who can't cry, people who cannot show emotions or shed tears when something significant happens or if, if they feel sad or if they, um, you know, they feel something but they can't express it and they cannot cry, 
that is not healthy and that needs to that you need to check that so let's say you're like crying and the man crying and bawling your eyes out and snot running on your nose and all kind of stuff i mean (laughs) that would be a little too much well obviously then that's a little too much (laughs) yeah but you're making it seem like he's crying like that all the time nobody cries like that all the time unless you're a child no but like no but for real like on a real let me put it this way like there's some to me like i generally believe there's something as like too emotional like yeah of course there is too emotional but but in a sense where too emotional becomes too toxic because if you're too emotional, but it's 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 dealt with in a very healthy way, it's healthy for both partners. People look at his emotion as a weakness, and I hate that about the stigmas in society right now. A lot of people feel like being emotional is considered a weakness. It's a, a very, very stereotypical thing in society nowadays. And I've had a lot of experiences when it comes to mental health. Wait, wait, as geared towards guys you mean to guys to women to children to everyone because i'm talking would, about because i would say as it would be experience like it would be more as acceptable for a woman to be very emotional in the certain group. but you see that's the thing that's where why does it have to be more acceptable for women to be more emotional like it's so important for men to be emotional i love to see on my timeline when people are advocating for mental health awareness for men you uh recently told me that the suicide rate for men is higher than women but if a lot of people see that it's more acceptable for women to be more emotional then it's kind of like a a conundrum i don't have a problem with a man expressing himself like if he gotta cry brother man but why did you ask that question though do you feel like as a man seeing another man cry how does that make you feel nothing i just like i mean it's what it's part of life what answer were you expecting i wasn't expecting an answer i was want i generally want to see what you was gonna say because i don't know how you thought about it but yes um this was an interesting conversation and i'm very happy that you are uh very expressive and you give your opinion because a lot of people you know sometimes they think a certain thing and they just don't know how to say it and what to say it or they're afraid of saying it very true um so i hope that this was helpful to some of you guys um i do want to say that uh before i end off this podcast that it's important to to take care of your mental health especially as a man uh if you have males around you if you have males in your family or in your friendship circles please do um, make sure that you talk to them and make sure that they're doing okay as well, you know, because a lot of the times we we give this, we have this idea that men can always keep it a buck and sometimes that's not always the case. Obviously for women as well, um, I hope that, you know, we all can collectively as a society try to better each other spiritually one day at a time. And that's essentially what the healing process is about. Just take two hands to clap. <laughs> Bravo. You but yes, uh, leaving this on a positive note. I hope you guys have a beautiful week ahead. And yeah. Gunny games. <laughs> Gunny games. Gunny games. Oh, we should do an ASMR episode. That would be really fun. Don't you think? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious how that sounded. But yes, anyway, guys, um, have a nice week (laughs) ahead. And uh, I'll talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye.